morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> you serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Right, New Year's Eve edition, twelve oh five, midday grind. Martin Kilquan, Matt Rocchio, Jimmy here with you, closing out what has been a stellar twenty eighteen. It's the all new five ninety the fan. So when we come back on Wednesday, it's not new anymore, right? Because it was new in eighteen. So by Wednesday, it's no longer new. Is that fair? That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> I think Tom Holly called Frank <laughs> out and said, "What's new?" And Frank said. Well, okay, you're right. It's it's kind of the same. You never know, though. Well, that's true. Stick around. You might get new news. When does Caesar come out? That's Friday? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Welcome aboard. Final midday grind of 2018. I have a situation for you guys to assess. Uh Uh-oh. What would you do? This was over the holidays. I was off last week, and I was going up to the mall. I wasn't going in, but I was picking somebody up, and there's nowhere to park. It's crazy. It's chaos, which is par for the course. But I see a car pull into a handicap spot. No big deal. And I see a guy get out who's younger than me, appears to be about 30, and goes walking right in. Now, he had the placard. Right. And he goes walking right into the mall. And I'm just doing a loop driving around. I wasn't looking to park. I thought about rolling my window down and saying, excuse me, sir. And now, as soon as you do that, you find out they have some heart ailment or something. You can't. So you can't do it, but aren't you tempted because it's chaos and you're like, what the last thing you need is for somebody to take a handicap spot that doesn't deserve it. I really, it was killing me because I wanted to know, but you also, you can get burned, but my guess is he had like grandma's car so he could get away with it and he just hops out. He looked fine to me. Now he he may not have been fine. I was this close to just saying, Hey, you going to really park there and just let him come back with some sort of story? I'm guilty of making that same judgment from time to time because I do have a placard for my wife who is in a wheelchair, and we need that when we get her out. But there are many times I, I'll do the same thing. Go, really? Do you really need the the handicap spot when I see somebody get out? Right. And, and I'm like— it's a terrible thing because they may truly they need may it. They may do. And right. maybe they just had a double lung transplant and they can't walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. But isn't it human nature just to want to say, dude, real quick, just, are you really? What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have done that numerous times. And I could be that guy. I could do that. I will never, ever do that. I, I don't care. I, I'm, there's nothing physically wrong with you me. Mean you could be the guy. You could park there. I could be got... that guy because I had the placard. I could right. be that. But oh, I you will can. never. You can't live with yourself. Even if it's the last spot, I don't care. I will never use it. And that's what I sensed was this guy was in full mo- you know, panic mode. He's trying to get this last-minute gift. There's nowhere to park. It's just beyond a zoo. And I think he kind of looks down, and Grandma's got that thing. Right. And like, he puts it in, and it's like, eh. 
Yeah. There's karma out there for people like that. You would you would hope so. All right, 2019, we know it's cliche. We're ringing in the new year later tonight. Do you have a most anticipated story, sports-wise, locally, that you're looking forward to? And I have a feeling your answer might be the same as Frank's last hour. I didn't and get he, to hear Frank's. He said it's got to be the MLS bid. And he also said it's not for sure, which we know. Nothing's for sure. And he said the fact that you know you got Phoenix out there, you got you, there are other cities. That's of course what the league wants. They want you to sweat it out, right? First of all, being a big soccer guy that you are, do you have any concerns that it's not going to happen? I think we thought it was all but certain. Do you have any any layer of doubt? People are going to cringe when I say this, but I really don't. I really think it's almost a done deal. It's just a matter of getting. St. Louis Group getting their proposal completely finished and presenting it because they haven't quite done that. They're so close on being able to sit all the paperwork down and put it in front of MLS and Don Garber and his group and say, here, this is what we got. This is And we've got everything covered. And I really think when they get to that point, they'll go stamp of approval right there. We may have to look at a few things, but bang, there's a stamp. We're moving on. You have the money. That's a bottom line, I think, with this. The money's the money will be there this time. Right. There's stable ownership, right. deep pockets. And that's also why Garber, when he had his State of the League address well, about three weeks ago, when he said, well, maybe we can expand further. The reason why? Because there's other cities that go, we got lots of money, and we'll be more than happy to pay it. And I, the league wants St. Louis, and we can talk about Sacramento and Phoenix and those other cities. Because they are throwing money at the league, they're not afraid to expand a little further. At some point, they're going to have to say, all right, 32 is more than enough. And I think then we'll get into relegation and all that. But until they can stop getting exorbitant fees charged for expansion teams, they'll expand a little further than the 28th team, which is the next team. But I think St. Louis is number 28, and this is going to get done. And people are cringing, going, oh, don't jump the gun. We've been snake bitten before in this town but i really think it's going to happen it'll happen soon in 2019 and is that your most anticipated i didn't think about yeah, that i it, wasn't even thinking about it frank mentioned it and i thought i was more focused on the cardinals 2019 whether they do it or don't it'll be a fourth year of quote failing to do it get right. to the postseason that's going to take the whole year to play out frank's choice the mls is probably a more long-term impactful announcement as opposed to one season that could go well or go poorly. Yeah, for me, it probably is. There's other intriguing stories. You mentioned the Cardinals. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued about next year's Missouri football team with Kelly Bryant. I don't know how good – I really don't know how good Kelly Bryant is. We think we know. But after watching the freshman throw passes for Clemson the other night, I go, that kid's pretty good. Maybe Maybe Kelly Bryant wasn't that good, and this kid was just that much better. Uh, or Kelly Bryant was really good, but this guy was special. Yeah, he's you know? going to be you know the next the next great one. Uh, Cardinals, I I think one of the coolest stories to follow Cardinal wise will be Cardinal fans learning how good Paul Goldschmidt really is. He, he is not Mike Trout. He may not be Bryce Harper, but he's right next behind them. And I think when you watch a guy like that play for an entire year. Watch how he goes about his business. Get an appreciation for how good he is defensively night in and night out. I think Cardinal fans will go, wow, we got a really good one. And hopefully they can keep him. That That's another storyline. 
can they get him re-signed? Yeah, in the end of 2019, there's a chance you miss the playoffs and Goldschmidt's a free agent, Ozuna's a free agent. All of a right. sudden, you're like, whoa, we we did trade. We did use our, our currency of choice, which is players as opposed to money. Picked up Ozuna, picked up Goldschmidt. And now we got nothing to show for it. I think they're going to go hard after locking up Goldschmidt. I think they also feel, again, you don't want to jinx it. I think they feel confident this is a guy, get into the season, have a little success, try and lock him up. I think that's been their plan. I think they're confident they can do that, but you don't know it for sure. It would be the ultimate disaster to end up missing out and then everybody's walking. And then what? And the Ozuna thing, is he healthy? If he's healthy, he could be a, have a monster year. If he's not... He just fades off into the sunset as a failed attempt by the Cardinals to bring in a big bat. Yeah, another guy that not quite Bob Horner, but where you got <laughs> yeah, you that's got a all, great example. You got all excited like we got so and so, and then it's like yeah, it didn't didn't really work out. I think he'll have a monster year, and you'll fall in love with the idea of him being in your lineup, and then he's gone. That's another, and then thing. that'll be next winter's big. Well, why don't we just pay him? If it's all about money, we got the money. Well, we just locked up Goldsmith. We don't have enough money. People are like no, no, you still have. Plenty of money. That's a good point. Um, also on the list, probably the Billikens, whether they're a true tournament team, because that would be a huge letdown. Pick to win the A-10. They've played some good teams. Houston, obviously, Florida State. The win at Seton Hall is probably their best win. I know they've beat Butler at home and lesser degree Oregon State, but they're just so inconsistent. I'm not convinced they're a tournament team. I think they are. But if you fall to like third or fourth in that conference for whatever reason – then you're playing with fire. So I'm, I, that's on my list. It's not number one, but hoping that they do, in fact, make it to the tournament. Because after being picked to win the A-10, you should be a tournament team. I would, yeah. If you win the conference, you're in the top two there. You're in. Um, I, here's the other thing. I hope if they do make a run and they are successful, I hope they're packing the Chaffetz. I hope St. Louis turns out and supports them. I remember... Was it the last? It was uh, Jim Cruz's last, or the year where he took over for Rick, and they were still pretty good. They weren't packing the place, and part of that was maybe because Jim Cruz wasn't the flashy guy and didn't have the flashy players because they played the style that Majerus played. If they are going to make a run, St. Louis University Billigans, go down and support the college basketball that you got here because it's been a long time since we've had really good basketball that we can go. Hey, this is a must see group. Go down and support them. And I, I hope that takes place in St. Louis. That's something I really, you bring them up, that uh, the town goes, yeah, let's go watch the Billigans. There was a time many years ago when that program was down, Rich Grower started building it. It was, hey, we got to go watch Monroe Douglas, Roland Gray, Anthony Bonner down at the, the old Keel. And then Spoon came in, and you had to go watch that group with Highmark. And all that. I hope they can get that uh, somewhat of a feel this year. And start selling out Schaefer. Well, and the the complaint used to be, well, they're down there at the Keel Center. It's just too big. It's nineteen thousand. Okay, so then they get the on campus. Mm-hmm. Everybody raves about it. People that aren't huge SLU fans that go to a game. A friend of mine's diehard Marquette fan, but we went to the Butler game. He said, "Wow, I'd, I've never been in this building. This is great." And I'm like, "Yeah, yes." And that's the difference is a lot of these programs around the country have local people that didn't go to that school, but have become fans of the program. We use the Marquette example a lot, but in terms of schools, SLU, Marquette, similar, in a big city. Right. They have an unbelievable season ticket base, and a lot of it is 60-, 70-year-old couples that have been going to the games forever. 
didn't go to Marquette. Kids didn't go to Marquette, but it's the local basketball. And that, right. that's the, the threshold that I think SLU can't quite get past. And you've got local kids that's supposed to help. We always say it will because mm-hmm. you've got kids from the area. Well, I don't want to go watch these kids from the East Coast. Well, I want to see you got local kids starring on the team. So there should be no excuse. Yeah, I, I hope they support it. I really do. Because I watched last night on HBO the uh, the documentary they did with Tarkanian and UNLV and how it came about. And you can talk about scandal and all this, but a similar situation. Wasn't a basketball hotbed, but it became the place to be. It would be great to see St. Louis kind of rally around that right now. All right, I was scanning through Ben Fred's look back at 2018, biggest sports stories posted at stltoday.com. I mean, you may have read it as well, but what jumps out at you? Biggest sports story in this area in 2018. I think it's got to be Matheny fired. Well, the, Don't you think? I think so, too, because he was fired midseason. Because it was so uncardinal. Right. I mean, I think we all thought, eh, he could get fired at the end of the year. He was asked about it repeatedly during spring training. But I think the fact they did it midseason, which is just so uncardinal, and the fact that it also provided a bump and they did seem, the players did seem to respond a little bit to the change. But I think that had to be number one. But on the list here, and again, it goes back to things that are more historical or impact, like the MLS is bigger than just one year. That's maybe a 30-year impact. The PGA success and Tiger Woods starring, and really because golf's the international sport with an international following, the Tiger Woods, now he had played well, I realize, at the British, but I feel like he cemented his comeback in St. Louis. Don't you think? Tiger Woods is one of the biggest stars in the world who had become a punchline because of the personal life. He's always injured. He's never going to be the same. I think all of a sudden, after that weekend at Bell Reve, people started to get back into Tiger. It also helped. Those galleries were so huge, and they were following and rooting for him. And then Tiger, in turn, acknowledged that uh, in his press conferences about how much he loved it and how much he fed off the galleries that were here in St. Louis. The one thing about that whole event, it will become a benchmark for people who were there for years down the road. I don't know if it'll be a benchmark to go, hey, St. Louis gets on the tour. I really don't know if that happens. You'd hope it would, but I just don't know if it'll put St. Louis back in the running to get more events like that or if we're going to have to wait another 20 years to get another one. Yeah, in terms of the city's reputation or future events that probably is bigger than a mike matheny getting fired is the fact that we hosted a pga it was a huge success every golfer brooks kepka all the big names coming through saying this is unbelievable this you probably can't replicate it part of it was tiger was in the field makes the cut makes a run that added to it but maybe so you could almost convince me that that was a bigger story because of the impact because it was tiger woods it wasn't just a successful tournament with big crowds, and God bless Brooks Kepka, who's becoming a big name, but because of the Tiger factor, I still I'm, I still look back, and I'm not a huge golf guy. The fact that that happened in our backyard, it's pretty and we awesome. Woke up on Sunday and Tigers <laughs> making a run. I can't believe that was the dream scenario for everybody involved, who spent six seven years putting that thing together. Yep, and it ended up you could not maybe other than Tiger winning you almost could not have asked for a better storyline. So that might be 
bigger than Mike Matheny. I kind of half-heartedly joked before the event, about two months before the event, and we're talking about everybody, you can't get tickets anymore. You can't get. I said, if Tiger isn't there on Saturday and Sunday, are you selling your tickets? And people, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Because everybody, oh, I get a chance to see Tiger. If Tiger doesn't play well, that thing might have just, you know, put a hole in the boat and sank. But because he was there, you're right. That's just that thing just catapulted and got better and better as it as it went. And Sunday was pretty spectacular. You know, the PGA folks said that historically, biggest attendance is usually on a Friday, not on a Sunday, because people come from out of town and they spend a couple of days, then they get out of town, they mm-hmm. pack up and leave. I would have never thought of that. They said typically your Friday's your biggest number by the weekend, and people have a rooting interest. If their golfer doesn't make the cut, they bail. They've been in town a couple of days, spent their money, they bail. Now, these numbers, by Sunday, Charlie Toon has texted me and Frank, can I get a ticket? We're like, dude, it's it's, it's it. Tiger Woods. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too late. Now, of course, Chuck got in, but I think the, <laughs> the numbers that weekend grew because of the Tiger factor. All right, also on the list, and again, Ben Fred kind of went through it, the passing of Red Shandings in the middle of the summer. Uh, huge storyline with Red. Is he 95? I think he I made it to 95. Number. Yeah, that sounds right. I should but know we that. knew at the time he wasn't in good health towards the end. So, uh, Mike Yo getting fired. That's on the list. But uh, in hockey, these guys get fired left and right. Right. That one, it's just like, oh, yeah, there's another coach going for the St. Louis Blues. And maybe we talked about it being a big piece of 2019. But the MLS revival was one of the huge 2018 stories where how many interviews did we do, whether it was Bill McDermott or asking you or asking mm-hmm. Patrick Rich or the Jim Woodcox or the mayor's office? Anybody, anybody hear anything? No. You think that's coming? I don't know. Any, anything? Don't, no. It was dead in the water until Kavanaugh starts talking to Kendall Betts right. last summer. That That's right up there in terms of huge 2018 stories. Everybody would always ask me, do you think it's done? And I said, well, I don't think it's done, but I don't have anything to share with you to make me think that. I you know, I didn't couldn't go to you and go, something's happening. It was just, like you said, it was dead in the water, but they were so close with the vote, and it fell short. And I was like, you can't just stop if you're that close. If you're a guy like Kavanaugh, who's been successful at everything he's ever done. He's built worldwide technology. You just don't stop when you're that close and you've built this thing that far. And for it to get revitalized and just take off, and it's all gets credit to the Taylor family and what they've done, uh, it's gotten to this point where I think it's almost a done deal that it will happen real quickly. Mizzou making the NCAA tournament after the just awful basketball for a few years. God bless Kim Anderson. But it is pretty stunning that in the first year, Cons are kind of back in the tournament. I think the story lost a little luster just the way they did the exit, the quick exit at the SEC tournament in town. Porter being injured, Michael Porter Jr., and you know trying to come back. God bless him. And then they bow out first game. It loses a little sizzle. It's still amazing, as bad as they were, new coach comes in, a bunch of new players that they were in the tournament. But maybe it wasn't quite special just because they got bounced quickly in both of those tournaments. Everything, once Jim Sterk made that decision, fell into place up until the time we found out Michael Porter couldn't play. I mean, Romar gets axed. The Porter kids decide, hey, we're going to come play at Mizzou. Uh, Conzo gets the job. You know, All those things that all had to fall into place, it was like the perfect storm. And you go, oh, my gosh, 
best player in the country is coming to Mizzou. His brother's going to come here now. You just went down the line, and then that first night out against Iowa State where you went, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with Porter? He can't play? Where did this come from? And things kind of you know, kind of went downhill from there. But the fact that Conzo got him in the tournament after what was a program in a lot of trouble – you know, in terms of wins and losses, that's that ranks up there very high. Uh, and Rocky, you can probably look this up, or you probably know. Has he played yet for the Nuggets? I know we've seen clips online. I don't think so still no. hasn't played, right? Oh God, no! I don't think. I don't, they, I don't. I don't think there's even an expectation that he that he touches the floor this season. This whole season, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think there's any like a Ben Simmons redshirt year in the NBA. Yeah, and the, I mean the Nuggets are fine with that. They're pushing for the best record in the West right now, and they have a crap ton of injuries that they're handling in other ways. So I mean. They weren't really expecting him to come back. It reminds me of his Mizzou career, though, because you'll always see video online. God, this kid's a stud. Remember, he'd go to the rec center and tease everybody. Be, right. And we're like, if you didn't want anybody to know, you'd be over at Mizzou Arena. He'd go to the rec center down in Columbia and start dunking and be like, God, he's a, a couple of weeks ago was the video of him just drilling three after three after three. And I thought, well, maybe he's going to come back. And so now it's it's he's teasing Denver now. It's not just a Mizzou thing. Uh, also on this list, again, Ben Fred, top ten stories this past year. You got the mics getting fired between Matheny and Yo, the PGA success, the MLS revival. Uh, he put on the list, okay, Barry Odom breaking through at Mizzou. And I can hear the critics saying, now, come on, he didn't break through. He won eight games. I understand that. I do think there's some critique of the program that's still fair. Hey, I want more. I want to, I want to yeah. beat, I want to beat George every once in a while. I want to win at South Carolina. What eight and four is okay. So I understand that. But I, I do think from the depths of four and four, Look like the wheels are coming off. Season's going to just tank at that point. The way they lost that game to Kentucky. The fact they finished strong. And the Florida win looks a lot better now. It does, After they just it? decimated Michigan the other day. Just destroyed Michigan. And you saw that. And you're like, well, maybe that Florida win's a little better than we thought. That and Barry's recruiting class a couple of weeks ago. Get Here locally, getting kids... To, hey, I want to go to Mizzou again is important. And I, again, you go back to this guy's got to go. You lose in the last minute to Kentucky. That debacle that happened at South Carolina. We had less miles packed and on the plane. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, Barry's got to get some credit. That's going to be a top story. Uh, on the list, Cardinals pledge allegiance to Dexter Fowler. We'll see. I, I think people are eye-rolling that one, too. Just not that it's on Ben's list, but that the Cardinals – have tried really hard to package this and to sell it. Yeah. But if but if it's middle of May and he's hitting 190, that story's over. I mean, I think I think so and I think Schilt is going to try real hard to embrace him and make it a You hear just the crazy stories he blocked Matheny in his phone. You're like, "What in the world is going on there?" So you can say, "Now all of that's in the past. He's still got a hit." And that's yeah. still the big piece here. Uh honorable mentions, top stories of 2018 in terms of Area sports, the four high school teams won in state football titles. Had never done that before. Trinity, Ledoux, Vianney, CBC, all winning state. The XFL returning to St. Louis. It's on the list, It's right? on the it's list. On That's the all list. I can say. Everybody kind of laughs. Like, it's yeah, happening. Okay. That's all I got. I, I'm still skeptical the league will ever get off and, and, and be running, but we'll see. St. Louis hosted the SEC basketball tournament. You have the slew women getting back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. First time for them since 2006. Uh, and what about a late entry would be, the announcement at least, 
maybe not official, that the NHL All-Star Game, that's another one we just keep talking about. I yeah. guess JR put it out there, right? Yeah. I don't know if – has anybody officially – the team has not confirmed that, right? The 2020 I All-Star if Game. I get a re- release on that over the weekend or not. Uh, anyway, that would be somewhere on the list. 2020 Blues hosting the NHL All-Star Game. You can chime in on the text line, 855-282-8255, 855-282-8255. As we wind down 2018, I want to thank our great sponsors on the show, and that includes Offenberg Hyundai. They're in O'Fallon, Illinois. I've seen uh, Matt over the last week. In fact, my wife was looking for an SUV. And it was a pre-owned vehicle, and Matt said, we can find that car for you. I've been telling you that for years, that if you're not in the market for a brand-new Hyundai, you say there's a pre-owned vehicle that I have in mind. I've done some research online. You call them. They'll find the car. That's what they did. They went out and bought it, and we bought it through them. That great service I've been telling you about with Offenberg Hyundai. So whatever vehicle you're in the market for, they can find it. But some great-looking vehicles on the lot that are brand-new. Those are the Hyundais. Check them out in O'Fallon, Illinois. It's the Greenmount Road exit. Start the search online at OffenbergHyundai.com. Great service, great vehicles. Roll it all together. You have a great experience when getting that new car or, like new, a pre-owned vehicle. Great selection on the lot. But, again, if you have one in mind, they will find it for you. That's what Matt was able to do, surprise my wife with this SUV that she had kind of had in her mind. He actually had it dropped off in the drive. It was probably the best Christmas present I've ever given. Wow, that's she impressive. She walked outside and she said, who's, who's Tahoe is that? And I said, that's yours. She said, what? It was one of the co- I got to say, I don't care about getting gifts anymore. It's more fun to do right. stuff. That was, that was a highlight at the Kilcoin House over 2018. And the folks at Offenberg Hyundai helped make that happen. Check them out at OffenbergHyundai.com.